The idea of a car driving itself has been around in the pages of science fiction and the occasional inventor's notebook for decades, floating far beyond realization. But those dreams appear to be driving further from the pages of speculation and onto the roads of the not-too-distant future. It's a big idea with even bigger repercussions. I'm Ben Ryland, host of the Road Warrior podcast. This episode is the second in a series on the future of driving. I'll be sharing upcoming trends, technologies, and how they will impact the lives of those who drive for work. In today's episode, we'll dive into the evolution of autonomous driving, exploring how far we've come, where we currently are, and the roadblocks, temporary or otherwise, to the widespread use of autonomous vehicles. According to the Society of Automotive Engineers, or SAE, there are five tiers of autonomous vehicles. The first of these is driver assistance. This means the car uses cameras and sensors to inform the driver of certain situations, like when there are vehicles in your blind spots or when road conditions have become marginally unsafe. Many vehicles have already reached this base level. In fact, you may be driving one right now. This is less autonomous and more smart. Though small, a vehicle noticing its environment is an essential step toward full autonomy. The second tier is partial automation. This means the vehicle can change lanes, brake, accelerate, and even park all by itself. While the vehicle is capable of taking all of these actions, it still requires the driver be present and mindful. Several fatal accidents have occurred because vehicle owners surrender complete control to their vehicle to place their attention elsewhere and suffer the consequences. Many people believe that marketing efforts should partially share this blame with their generous use of the terms autonomous and autopilot, misleading customers into thinking that their vehicles require less attention than other vehicles. The third tier is conditional automation. At this tier, drivers can relax, take their hands off the wheel, and eyes off the road, watch a movie, what have you. Napping is still not advised, as the vehicle may require emergency intervention. Note that these events are often specified by the manufacturer, generally construction zones, accident traffic, and the like and the vehicle will alert the driver in such an event. The fourth tier is high automation. Now the driver can shut their eyes safely without fear of accident or even being awoken for intervention. Your ride can handle the ride without you. The extent of this function is generally limited to a specific area the vehicle's software is programmed to interact with or in circumstances like rush hour traffic. Currently, very few vehicles operate at this level. Some arguments may be made that Waymo and certain Tesla vehicles sit in this tier. I think it's safe to say these vehicles sit more comfortably in tier three. It also leads to a question of definition. What is the difference between automated and autonomous? It's a subtle but important one. An automated vehicle would not require passenger assistance but would rely on other information. So this class and all the classes before it 
should really be classified as automated. If the vehicles act, they are doing so because the information they are receiving is telling them to do so. Which brings us to the last tier. Full automation. This vehicle may as well be a living room in a box without pedals or a steering wheel. You tell it, maybe by name, Roland, we're going to San Francisco. Then you can sit back and relax as you make your merry way. Maybe Roland will mix you drinks and share interesting tidbits on the places you're passing through. Whatever the case, your only responsibility is yourself. Roland may stop suddenly, prompting you to look out the window as you pass a vehicle pileup. But Roland will navigate the situation unassisted, without so much as a comment on how dangerous human drivers can be. At Tier 5, a vehicle with full automation doesn't rely on human command or geofencing to make the right decisions on the road. While Waymo is close to this level, full automation implies any condition. Their vehicles are currently being tested in the colder climes of Michigan. The difficulty of achieving the pinnacle of automation is hard to quantify. There are several systems self-driving vehicles need to work properly without help. So imagine you're a gadget maker. One day someone hands you an old kitchen knife with a bucket of miscellaneous tools. They not only want them combined into a pocket-friendly Swiss Army version, they also want it to perform their tasks without human interaction. You'd laugh in their face and say it's impossible, right? I mean, it's pretty much magic. Applying all the appropriate tools to accomplish every necessary function and have them communicate simultaneously is no easy feat. But the reward of successfully pulling this off stretches far beyond personal usage to the shipping of goods and fulfillment of public transportation needs. The benefits of its implementation jump from more comfortable car trips and higher traffic speeds to increased safety and lower environmental impacts. However, these benefits are not without their downside. Even with the miraculous accomplishments that result in full autonomy, the variable of human behavior is difficult to program. Before automated vehicle usage is widespread, trust that it is safe to people inside and out of the vehicle must be established. Many hypothetical debates have been exhausted over the protection of people in the vehicles versus those outside, not to mention the questions it raises about auto insurance and cybersecurity concerns. Autonomous vehicles could have a severe impact or be a direct threat to taxis, trucking, emergency response, and several other driving-based occupations. As it currently stands, two things are clear. As a society, we have a lot of deciding to do, and those decisions will be coming sooner than later. Autonomous vehicles seem very close, but how the general public feels about them appears to be largely undecided. While companies collect more data and make bigger steps toward large-scale implementation, we must look at the information and decide. Do we trust each other behind the steering wheel more than we trust the vehicle itself? And that concludes our latest episode of the Road Warriors podcast. To those of you listening, thanks for tuning in. If you liked what you listened to, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. And if you have stories, 
we would love to hear them. Fill out our quick survey to let us know why you should be our next guest. You can find the link to the survey in the show notes. Thanks again and drive safe.